When was the last time you asked yourself the question, why? From a place of genuine curiosity. I invite you to think about that as we explore the power of curiosity in this week's episode. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am grateful you are here with me this week. I just got back from four days up in Northern California. I was moving my youngest daughter into college so she could start her sophomore year at Stanford. And we had such a great weekend. I I mean, moving can be a little chaotic and stressful, but it was much easier this year than it was last year. Um, I think, first of all, because she brought about half of the stuff that she did last year. She definitely learned her lesson. But it just became easier because she knew what to expect. She had already established friendships. And she also, you know, knew the things that she needed to bring and the things that she needed to leave at home for the small space that she's in. We had such a great time this weekend. And there was so much energy on campus. And I remember telling her, I miss college. I miss those days of, first of all, Your whole goal is to learn, to get good grades, and to have fun on someone else's budget. So there's that, which is phenomenal. But what I really got in touch with, and when I started thinking about it on the drive home, where I had plenty of time to think on my own, was what did I miss about college? And yes, I missed being carefree, and I missed having fun and not having a lot of responsibility. But what I really missed... And what I was hungry for as I was thinking about the college experience was being in this environment of learning, learning something new every single day. And that was your whole job. And honestly, I haven't lost that, but I miss the environment where that's all you have to do. Obviously, we have bills to pay and mortgages and all of the other stuff that comes along with it. But I just loved being in that environment where for all intents and purposes, we, we had a beginner's mind. We were being taught to think and to critically think and to, to enjoy the exploration of learning, which really is rooted in curiosity. And on that same drive home, I started thinking about how proud I was of my daughters. It brought me back to when they were really little. I remember my mom asked me, What is it that you really want for your girls when you think about them as adults, which was hard to do at the time, and I can't believe time has gone by so quickly. But that question really made me stop and think, what was it that I wanted for my children? I remember answering her and saying, I want one thing for them. I just want them to be curious. 
I remember her thinking that was a really interesting answer. And it's all I ever wanted them to be is I just wanted them to be curious. I wanted them to be curious about nature and people and life. And I wanted them to always have that sense of wonder and seeking new experiences out, which again, it's all rooted in curiosity. And so that was my wish for them. And I'm so proud of both of them because they both have this very inherent desire to seek out and to explore and to experiment. And this whole conversation with myself is what is the impetus to this week's conversation, which is the power of curiosity. So this is going to be the first part of a two-part series around curiosity. Today, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be defining curiosity. What is curiosity? We're also going to be talking about why it's important. Why is it important for you? Why is it important for your organization? And how can we nurture curiosity? So that's what we're going to cover in today's episode. And then next week, we are going to talk about what are the habits of curious people? How do we put curiosity into action? So as you know, I'm always about turning insights into action. And so this week is going to be more exploratory and defining curiosity. And next week is going to be putting curiosity into action. So put it in your calendar to come back next week to listen to part two as we explore the power of curiosity. So let's dive in and talk about what is curiosity and what does it mean? In my opinion, the definition of curiosity is the opposite of comfort. Think about that. When we're comfortable, we know what we know. We experience what we experience. There's a certain level of complacency that we have when we're comfortable. And things are kind of humming right along. We're not being challenged. We're not, our beliefs aren't being challenged. Our values aren't being challenged. When we're comfortable, we're not necessarily in a place of learning. Curiosity is what's beyond that. Curiosity is out of our comfort zone. Curiosity is the desire to learn, to understand new things, and to know how they work. Curiosity can manifest in many ways. It can manifest as the desire to read gossip columns or to watch reality shows on TV, especially those of you who like those crime shows, which is really hard for me to watch. I can't do it. But there's a curiosity to understand what makes people tick. Why would they do something like that? So we have a desire to know about people and their lives, which is why reality TV is so interesting to so many of us. It can also manifest as the desire to accumulate knowledge about science, geography, history, politics, to expand our wisdom, to obtain and seek knowledge for the pure intention of just learning. It's also the expression of the urge to learn and acquire facts and knowledge it opens our minds. It opens us up to different opinions, to different values, to different lifestyles, cultures, foods, and different topics. What I find is that curious people ask questions. They read, they explore, they experiment. They take an active process in seeking out information or experiences 
and are willing to meet the challenges and to broaden their horizons. They're not shy to ask questions and to dive deeper into topics that interest them and that they're curious about. I think one of the interesting things that I learned is the definition of curiosity. When you look at the root of it, its Latin roots, the basis of the word curiosity means to care. This was so powerful for me when I read this definition because it deeply resonated with me. I know from relationships that I've had personally, as well as listening to my coaching clients, whether it's at home in a marriage with a parent-child relationship, whether it's at work with a leader, one of the, the core tenets of a strong relationship is a sense of curiosity. How many times have we gone out to dinner with maybe some friends or people that we didn't know or, or co-workers at work, and we feel like we're carrying the conversation, we're pulling teeth, we're the ones that are always asking the questions and trying to get information. Part of it we do because we're curious, but part of it is because sometimes people just aren't curious about us, and it can leave us with an empty feeling. So like I said, whether you're at home or whether you're at work, if people aren't curious to to know you better, to understand you better, there is that lack of caring that people experience. And that can lead people to feel really unfulfilled and unseen and unnoticed. And it can lead also to a lack of retention and engagement in the workplace when people feel like their their feelings or their ideas don't matter. So not only is it important that we understand what curiosity is and how to tap more into it, but it's also important for us to understand the impact if we're not exhibiting curiosity and if we're not tapping into the power of curiosity both at home and at work. So we've talked about curiosity being the fuel for discovery and learning, but let's talk about why it's important. So one of the main reasons why curiosity is important is it connects us. It is the building block of connection. I just alluded to when we, when we don't show curiosity or, we're, or we don't receive curiosity from others, it can leave us feeling very unseen and unnoticed. So curiosity is a big connector. When we meet someone and we ask them open-ended questions and we really care about learning about where they grew up and their history and their values, when we think about that either both from a professional sense around kind of the newness of being in an organization, or even from a dating perspective. We think about kind of the the highs of dating and that excitement in the beginning of a relationship. It's because we are exploring and we are asking questions and we are really getting to know that other person. And the process of that is very intoxicating. It makes us feel known. It makes us feel valued. It makes us feel appreciated. And ultimately, it makes us feel loved. And it's where a lot of relationships can start to get too comfortable is when we stop asking each other those questions, when we just settle into the comfort zone and we aren't exploring anymore. We aren't asking our spouse those questions anymore. That's where relationships can really get stale. 
The second reason why curiosity is so important is because it helps us understand and identify our blind spots. It's one of the things I absolutely love about the coaching process. My experience with coaching is the people that come to coaching are high performers. They are people who are doing great things at work. They are power partners at home. And they are also curious to know what they're missing. Because they know that by being curious and by uncovering their blind spots and by opening up their purview on their personal awareness, that that is what's going to be the incremental thing that gets them to the next level, that makes them a better partner, that makes them a better leader, that gets them to the C-suite. Or most of the time, they're already in the C-suite, but it's what's going to change the trajectory of their company. It's what's going to deliver bottom line results is them being curious about what their opportunities are. That's how people reach their full potential. And I'm such an insatiably curious person. I love being on that coaching journey with people. I love going on that journey with someone who is a high performer, asking powerful questions to help them illuminate and identify those areas that might be blind spots for them. And the truth is we all have blind spots. And so I'm curious to know, how are you pushing yourself to uncover and identify those blind spots that you have? You can obviously do it through coaching. I invite you to call me, reach out, find a coach that you feel comfortable with if it's not me. And or I invite you to get some feedback, feedback from your spouse, your partner, your friends, your colleagues at work. What am I missing? What are things that I need to work on? What do you think might be holding me back? What are my opportunities for growth? Those are very open-ended questions you can ask the people in your life. And if you're willing to hold space and be open to the answers, I'm guessing that you have people in your life that will share those answers with you. The third reason why curiosity is important is it drives innovation. I invite you to think about your own organization. Whether you're running the organization or whether you're part of the organization, I invite you to think about the culture, not only of the organization, but of your team. And are you promoting a culture of curiosity? And shortly we'll get to how you do that. If you, if the answer is no, we don't have a culture of curiosity. Like I said, we'll, we'll get to the how. But I just invite you to think about if your team or your organization has a culture of curiosity. Do people feel the psychological safety to ask questions? Are people encouraged to bring up new ideas that are different than how you've done it in the past? And I think it's important to understand how innovation happens when that type of culture on a team or in an organization is permissible. Some of the best inventions of our lifetimes have happened because people have tapped into the power of curiosity. So I'll give you a couple of examples because I think they're very interesting. The first is the pacemaker. Let me think about how many millions of lives the pacemaker has helped save. And in 1956, Wilson Greatbatch was an engineer, and he was working on a device to record the rhythm of a human heartbeat. But what happened is he used the wrong size resistor in the circuit. And 
in that moment, the device actually created intermittent electrical pulses that closely mimicked the sound of a human heartbeat. While hospitals already had pacemaker machines, they were large, they were, you know, painful and immobile. And Greatbotch discovered that his invention could run electrodes directly to the muscle of the heart, which helped keep a patient's heart on track. So he worked on this device, making the device small enough to fit inside the human body, which was amazing and, again, came out of a mistake. But instead of viewing it as a mistake, he asked himself the question of what opportunities exist with this new discovery. Another great example of a product, an innovative product that came out of a a mistake was Play-Doh. This classic children's toy began as a household cleaning product, and it was invented originally to clean wallpaper. So while they did contract with Kroger to sell the product as a wallpaper cleaner, it was a family member of the inventor that was encouraged and saw this product that had a possibility for another use. And she suggested that they make it a children's toy. Altering their ingredients a little bit, they basically established Rainbow Crafts Company to sell Play-Doh. And obviously, the rest is history. Play-Doh has become huge, and they convinced Bob Keeshan, the star of Captain Kangaroo, to use the product on the show. It launched into National Spotlight, and it became one and is still one of the most popular children's toys to this day. Another great example is Post-It Notes. It was a scientist named Dr. Spencer Silver, and his whole goal was to develop an incredibly strong adhesive in 1968. But by accident, he actually created the exact opposite. He he created an incredibly weak adhesive. He shared his, his knowledge and his findings with his colleagues, but he couldn't get any traction to make it into a product. But one of his colleagues actually came up with the idea of using the adhesive on bookmarks, because he was tired of papers falling out of his hymnal at church. And what he discovered was that Silver's invention was the solution to that. So they worked on developing a bookmark, um, put notes on them, and then the, the product became a new way to communicate. After a successful market test in Idaho, 3M began selling the post-it note in 1979. Again, the rest is history. We all use post-it notes. I still use post-it notes. And so I hope these examples illuminate the possibilities of when we feel like we're making a mistake or when something doesn't go right, at stopping and pausing to ask ourselves, well, what if or how else might we use this example? How else might we use this process at work? What else can we do with this product that didn't really turn out to our expectations. What are the possibilities? So in each of those examples that I gave you about the different products, there was one person, whether it was the inventor themselves, or a family member or someone else in the organization, there was someone that saw a possibility. And they created an environment where curiosity was nourished and nurtured. And so now I'd like to dive into the last part of our episode for this week, which is how do we nurture curiosity both in ourselves and in others? 
I think it's important for us to rewind the tapes a little bit. And so when we look at how we're socialized as kids, data shows that four-year-olds ask 300 questions per day. And anyone that's a parent (laughs) knows that this is true. The same data shows that when we get to middle school, we're asking zero questions that have to do with wonder and knowledge seeking. The questions in middle school are very pragmatic. They're, when is the test? Is it multiple choice? They're very tactical type questions. And so what makes us lose that natural curiosity that we all have as children? And part of it is how we're socialized. Part of it is the reality that parents simply don't have time to answer all of the questions that their children ask. And so what we're told or what we're socialized to believe is that asking questions can be annoying or it's not appropriate or people just don't have time to answer our questions. When we look at really creative people from history, one of the things that they have in common is that their curiosity was authorized. And people in their lives not only supported, but encouraged their curiosity. Orville Wright shared that his parents encouraged him and his brother to investigate anything that aroused their curiosity. What a beautiful gift from a parent to a child. And so whether you're raising children or whether you are on a team and you're trying to improve business results, how are you nurturing an environment of curiosity as a leader? How are you encouraging? How are you supporting people to ask questions, to go against status quo? How are you modeling that as a leader? It can be something as simple as stating it out loud to your team. Look, as your leader, as your manager, I support and encourage curiosity on this team. Please feel free to ask questions. Ask questions of not only me as your leader, ask questions of your colleagues, ask questions and deeper questions to the clients, because those questions are going to lead us to better answers, and those answers are going to lead us to better business results. The currency of curiosity is asking powerful questions. And so as a leader, what questions are you asking? Some examples might be, why do we do it this way? What are the alternatives? What could we do to exceed our customers' expectations? What would happen if we stopped doing it this way? Take me through your thought process. All of these are powerful, insightful questions, and ones that are on the tip of any curious leader's tongue. Instead of asking who is to blame, it's asking what can we learn? These questions are not defensive, they're not judgmental, they're not egotistical, They are reflective and forward-thinking. The other caveat here is there has to be an authenticity with you as the leader. There has to be a genuineness in wanting to understand and wanting to know and not asking questions that you already know the answer to or not asking questions that you want to answer yourself because people can sniff out that inauthenticity a mile away. So leading by example is really important here. Curious leaders will fuel others to be curious. They'll fuel a learning mindset, which is one that is open to what is possible. 
this growth mindset is so important on teams. And as business is constantly evolving and changing, it's more important now today more than ever. Leaders will also fuel a culture that asks more curious questions, seeks to understand other people's viewpoints, shares goals, and builds connection and trust. Going back to what I mentioned earlier, that curiosity builds connection. And when was the last time that as a leader, you got really curious about the people on your team? Not only what they're doing, but who they are and who they're being. My business partner, Lori, and I just recently did an executive leadership roundtable with an organization, and we were meeting with the president and their executive team. And the entire day we spent with them simply getting to know each other better. I was so appreciative that the president had the awareness that by them showing curiosity with each other and asking each other powerful questions, that was going to help them get to know each other better. And through the process of them getting to know each other better, that was going to lead to tangible business results. Because when they understand each other better, they're going to come from a place of knowing that each other has positive intentions. It's going to help reduce conflict in their organization. It's going to help them work together because they understand that they all have shared histories and shared connections that they weren't even aware of and commonalities that they weren't even aware of. And again, that helps them get to business decisions faster and helps them become more efficient as a team. And it was such a a beautiful experience to be a part of that and to facilitate that discussion, which we talked about in the very beginning. Part of the success of that was that there was an agreement set up front that they would come from a place of curiosity. Curiosity is powerful. Curiosity leads to deeper relationships, to better business results, to more inspiring leadership. And so I invite you to really tap into your own curiosity. Ask powerful questions. Make sure that they're open-ended questions. And if you want to understand the power of questions, go back to episode 119, where I talk about the power of questions. So on today's episode, we defined curiosity. We talked about why it's important. And I also shared how we can create a culture of curiosity so that people feel comfortable asking questions, and they're supported, encouraged, and given permission to do just that. So tune in next week where we will continue the conversation on curiosity, and we will talk about the habits of curious people and how to put curiosity into action. So I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.